Welcome to the Mavens Do It Better podcast. And now, your host, Heather Newman. Hello, everyone. Here we are again for another Mavens Do It Better podcast. I am here with Raya Dukan, a very dear friend. I'm so excited to have her on today. Um, she is coming to us from Brooklyn, from New York City. Hey, Raya. Woo! Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, so, yeah, Raya and I were actually just together recently uh, when I came through New York. Uh, back from the European SharePoint conference and got a chance to catch back up and she's a place where I hang out in New York City when I go there. It's been, how many years have you been in New York now? Ah, oh, 2003. 2003, that's right. So a long time. Long and, time, uh, yeah. And yes. in my place now since 2006. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Well, and um, yeah, right. Raya, y'all, she is, uh, gosh, uh, art maven, graphics maven, um, so many things. And I, I wanted to have her on to talk a little bit about art and talk about her journey um, becoming an artist and how that happened. And um, Raya, like when I was at your place and when I'm always at your place, your apartment is just full of beautiful paintings that you have done. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, did you, you do open studios there, yeah? I do. I have hosted two open studios at my place um, in the last two years, or actually two in the last two years and another one back in 2008 Okay. with, this, with yeah. the same group. With the same group? Who, what's yeah. the group that you do those with? Uh, the Park Slope Windsor Terrace group. Um, and then I also am part of the Gowanus um, artist community and I have done two open studios with them in the last two years um, at a yeah. different space. Right. And open studios, for those of you who don't know, it's where artists open up either their homes or their atelier or <laughs> fancy word for a workplace, I guess. And and so uh, so Raya said people um, come in and, and so her I think your apartment was kind of decked out for the last one. Right. So you had a lot of stuff hanging on the walls. Definitely more than last time. But I also ended up rearranging everything kind of in preparation of doing more of these. So yes, um, the place has definitely come a long way and being an art gallery home studio. <laughs> <laughs> Super cool, right. So you, um, we, we, always, we always talk about Raya as um, our Russian and um, we talk about your, your humble beginnings where you started with art and where you grew up a little bit so everybody can hear that. Um, sure, so um, I, did, I was born in St. Petersburg, Russia and um, came here with my family in when I was nine years old in 1979 and we moved to New York where we were we were for a year um, and then uh, my family moved to Chicago and as far as my art world goes that is where we lived we moved to Rogers Park East Rogers Park and in our in our building we had a neighbor friend her name is Jan who introduced me basically to art and painting as she was studying art um, in downtown Chicago and I became kind of it, you know I just became really into it and going to see her um, at that place and just being part of that world and um, starting to take my own lessons with her in the same studio in downtown so, Chicago yeah. yeah that's cool it's so funny you know so right so everybody Raya is also friends with Allison Gerlach who is also on the podcast and 
many others that have been on. And so we, you know, we have a circle of friends that sort of, I think we followed each other all over the place, like some to New York, some to Seattle, some to Chicago. And Allison's now in Rogers Park. And, and then I grew up in Chicago. And I, uh, I, I, you did a lot of, um, you did a, I think a summer internship that was affiliated with the Art Institute of Chicago, a place that I love and used to drive to when I was 16 and would steal the car and I wouldn't go to the mall, I would go to the art Institute. And so I, <laughs> will you tell awesome. everybody, I know, will you tell everybody a little bit about that and how that was for you? Sure. Um, so in high school, I, I went to high school in Chicago as well. Um, I had um, a t my teacher at the time um, basically submitted me to, to this residency program. She submitted a few of us and I was accepted. And I think it was the sophomore year between sophomore year in junior year of high school, I attended the Oxbow residency program, which is in Saugatuck, Michigan, about three hours from Chicago. And um, I yep. spent a couple of weeks there enjoying painting and, you know, just being completely immersed in that world. That's so cool. And side note, I went to Saugatuck uh, again last summer with my family as a little trip for my parents' um, anniversary, 40th anniversary. So I went back and checked out this place that was so important to me at the time and since oh yeah that's so cool uh, yeah I think I went to Sagatuck for a weekend with a boyfriend in high school if I remember <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but I'm from Michigan beautiful too, I, yeah, yeah it's like a little boating to village now it's just you know full of art galleries and right this vibe I don't know if I remember that from back in those days but yeah it's a nice little town Right. That's super cool. And I know that, you know, you and I talk a lot about business as well. And you've had the juxtaposition of, you know, being an artist, I was a theater major, and then both of us getting into technology in different ways. And, and you know, me on the marketing side, you more on the graphics and all of that. How did that come about for you? Totally by accident. Um, yeah. I was uh, um, I was living out in Port Townsend, Washington, uh, where I ended up a few years after college. And it's a beautiful town that's about two and a half hours away from Seattle on the peninsula. And it's, you know, like full of artists and boat makers and writers and um, lack of jobs was a problem. So I, you know, was looking, I spent a bunch of time looking in Port Townsend. I had some really odd jobs, um, heavy on the odd. And then I started looking. <laughs> How <laughs> no. odd were they, Raya? Yes. <laughs> Don't get me started. Um, right. And then I ended up um, in Seattle, where it was definitely further, you know, it would have been a really long commute, but I was kind of getting a little desperate because I'm in my you know mid-20s at this point and I kind of could use a real job. So I was cat sitting for a friend and um, interviewing and then I ended up in Pioneer Square in, down, in downtown Seattle and walked into this job, was interviewed by um, a lovely woman who's one of my best friends now and um, started working as a office type of person um, for a multimedia company called Free Range Media. Oh, wow. So that was the introduction. That was in 1994. Gosh, and I was, right time. Uh, I know. So I was basically, the office part, you know, ended. I was, you know, that had to go. Mm -hmm. um, side note, you know who took over my job as an office admin? You probably know him from the theater world, Basil Harris. <laughs> No way. Yes, he <laughs> took over my office gig at Free Range Media and 
I was, you know, about a few months into my gig, I, right. um, I was doing HTML and then that was really fun and cool. I'm like, look at that. I write this and it becomes on the World Wide web. It was so cool. <laughs> um, awesome. And then, um, you know, my graphics or my um, design background and my art background sort of drifted me into doing more uh, graphic design work for them. So sure. I started working in a children's division of Free Range called Free Zone. Cool. And yeah, and I was working on a, um, on a kids community doing, you know, basically a kids site and a kids community site um, oh. for several years. I love that I get to learn so much about people that I know really well on these podcasts too. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, what? You did who? And Basil, that's so hilarious. I, I know, I thought you would know out. him. Yeah, totally. We worked together many times uh, with Open Circle and Theater Schmieder and lots of that back in the early late 90s, early 2000s when I was, when I had a theater company in Seattle called Grex. So yeah. That's, oh, wow. Um, yeah. No, he's still, uh, you know, I follow him on Instagram. Oh, yeah. He's still huge yep. in the theater world and yeah. doing tons of stuff. And looks Absolutely. exactly the same, by the way. I'm like, is that the age? <laughs> Not fair. Yeah, he but... did a fun trip to San Francisco once. Another whole like crazy story. But yeah, he was, we became good friends and that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm, uh, the, you know, the he was working small. for the Space Needle at the same time too. He was like yep. the elevator operator. Um. <laughs> that's so awesome. Talk about odd jobs. Yeah, really? How odd were they? Um, that's so cool. Well, and you know, in the juxtaposition of all of that too, you, like I have a travel bug. And um, I know that in between, you know, artist jobs and graphic jobs and sort of figuring out where you want to live and all of that, you've done a lot of traveling and, and some of that's been artists in residency and other things. We talk a little bit about that, that bug and where that bit you maybe the first time. So I was always interested in, you know, faraway places and um, moving out to Washington state on my own was really the first time I was kind of on my own. Um, right. And I started doing some small trips, like mm -hmm. just, you know, like British Columbia and just, you know, Western Washington and Portland. Um, and then I just decided, you know, I need to take like three months and I need to travel Europe, you know, just nice. get on, get a Eurorail and just yep. do it. Like, you know, I'm 27 years old. Um, I need to do this. So yeah. I quit my, I think it was free range media at the time I quit free range and I just bought a, bought a ticket and a Eurorail pass and spent three months traveling around Europe. Wow. Um, yeah. And I did that several times not to Europe, um, but did that several times with Southeast, Southeast Asia um, while I was living in Seattle. Also, you know, jobs in the tech world in the 90s were like, you know, you walk in and you just get a job. It's, it's right. really, it wasn't really that hard or you're at a party and someone poaches you. You're like, okay, I guess I have a job on Monday. Right. Just <laughs> sipping my glass of wine, but okay, <laughs> sure. You want to put me to work, okay. Yeah. Was, I'll take yes. the money. For sure, those were the days in many respects, but yeah. Well, and I'm curious about, so like throughout this whole time though, and I mean, one, going to Europe and sort of, did you do the whole like museum-y thing where you like went and visited the masters and all of that kind of stuff and sort of took all that in as well? Yeah, I did everything. I really yeah. did. I, you know, I stayed in like youth hostels and I <laughs> went to museums, I went to beaches, yeah. I, you know, did all the parties. I really kind of, did it all. Um, did anything that I, you know, I, w I was by myself the first three big trips. So it was, you know, you have to kind of make friends unless, you yeah. know, you, know, you don't want to be alone mm -hmm. um, all the time. So yeah, that was, that was what I did. It was before, you know, uh, 
you know, where, where you're, everybody's on their phone in, in these kind of places. Like now you go to a hostel, it's like, oh, I just get to watch, sit around and watch a bunch of people on their phone. <laughs> That's really fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. and we used maps, right? And there was no GPS. There was no Yelp or whatever. You know, it was definitely a different time of, you know, having a map, trying to figure out where you're going. And I, I agree with you, you know, you go into any bar or restaurant or whatever and everybody's kind of looking around to like be like who can I talk to and who can I share something cool with because you know you're not sharing it digitally yet you know in those days for sure so no and I kind of miss that I you know I do too recently and I'm like oh well glad I have my phone because no one else (laughs) is talking to me (laughs) oh I know I know you got to break through the glass wall of the smartphone that is for sure oh my gosh and then and then there was a call to New York City which makes my heart thump in a way as well and the energy there is like nothing else so what what were you did you always think I'm gonna live in New York at some point no um I don't actually remember liking New York very much when we were (laughs) a year in 79 (laughs) yeah right right. I remember dirty I had even had this like skin rash that I got like swimming in the ocean at Brighton Beach as a kid I was like no I don't think I'm going back there right (laughs) and then one day I woke up and I'm like I'm in Seattle I'm like I don't think I'm gonna move to New York and then literally like half a dozen of my friends that same that same time period are like I'm going to move to New York too. Let's do it. I'll be your roommate. So all of a sudden, like all like my Seattle friends just moved to New York with me, which was fantastic, you know, so I didn't have to navigate the city alone and got to do all the fun things and experience, experience everything. And I had friends to do it with, which was, you know, you can't ask for more than that. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of remember that time because there was a, it was a mass exodus from, Seattle by a bunch of theater people and like you know you knew a ton ton of theater people artist people tech people and stuff and so like yeah a lot of those same people I knew yeah that was like the early 2000s I think it was like everybody I felt like everybody was moving to New York City yep last (laughs) one turn off the lights is what we used to say (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh that's so funny and you and I um do you want to talk about where you and I met Sure. Um, we met a Burning Man. Was it yeah. 2003 or four? Four was my first year. So it would have been 2004, Vault of Heaven. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was three, but wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So Ray, Ray and I met out in the desert at the largest art exhibit in the world. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't know about you. I still feel, you know, like definitely college, dear friends, but Burning Man is for me has been a place where I have made the closest, dearest friends in the world that are from all kinds of industries, all walks of life, everything that, uh, you know, our group of people that we know are just amazing. So I don't know. Absolutely. I would completely agree. And still all, you know, majority of my friends in New York, that is, you know, our history, our roots. Um, I, I, when I moved here in 2003, I quickly joined the, the local Burning Man community and, you know, met a ton of people. All of a sudden I had like 200 new friends, you know, and we would do all the things, you know, do all the activities around town. And um, it was, it, you know, it's been a blast. And that, you know, you can always tap into that. I mean, I'm, obviously my life now is quieter and I'm doing more, you know, working at home and that kind of thing. But if I want to do this, you know. It's yeah, yeah, it's there. That's the, find. <laughs> yeah, that's the cool thing about, 
you know, Burning Man was really centered at, you know, in the Black Rock Desert in Nevada. Um, but I, but the regional burns and the regional just communities are so huge. And it is one of those things. I feel like it uh, with, for me, like the tech community is like that too. Like I can go anywhere in the world and I can tap into my tech community from Microsoft and SharePoint and all of that. And I can tap into my burner community and all I have to do is be like, I'm in town. And it's like dinner, whatever, you know, like it's, it's such a cool thing to have that kind of connection with people that you're like, yep. Okay. You're a tech person. You're a SharePointer. Oh, you're a burner. Let's do it. You know? And, and there's so much overlap, you know, yeah. I mean, especially yep. these days, you know, the tech, the tech and Burning Man is kind of like so intertwined. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for better or for worse, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. And going back, I hadn't been back in five years and I went this last year, as you know, with Allison and uh, worked uh, for the Burning Man organization. And the thing that got me the most was the change of LED lights. Like five years ago, LED light systems weren't really, it was just the beginning of that. And it was L wire and glow sticks, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we had to work with. <laughs> yep. They're and constantly I, breaking in the dust. You know, you're I know. Like, my wires are splitting. And of course, you know, you're like in the middle of the desert. You're like, okay, well, I guess I, guess I have no lights. I know completely. But I was like, it is so bright here. Like everything is lit up with like fancy LEDs. Like you have in a light bulb at your house. I was just like, I was mesmerized. I was like, oh my goodness, this is bananas. So yeah, it's, it's wow. funny, but yes. We I haven't been since 2010. Oh, that's right. I yeah. have not seen this. Are you going to go back? You know, I don't know. I mean, I keep thinking I will. Yeah, I did the same. Yeah. yeah. One day you'll when come home. When was the last time you were there before this past year? Uh, I think it was five years ago. So, oh, um, okay. yeah, 2013, 14, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I remember you were there my last year. Yeah. Yes, I was. <laughs> That's <together>. right. <laughs> yes, we did. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, and, you know, I so meeting at Burning Man and then, you know, that is the largest, I think, one of the largest art installations in the world. And I love your painting. And um, will you tell everybody a little bit about sort of where you get your ideas and talk about, and it's hard sometimes to express in words what paintings look like or what your medium is, but would you share a little bit about that with everybody, too? Sure. Um, well, I feel like I should give a little bit of a history as I'm kind of summarizing it. Um, I've been uh, preoccupied with um, wabi-sabi, which is a Japanese philosophy that's been around since like the 15th century. And, oh, just that. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that's awesome. that. That's all you need to know. <laughs> oh, that's Silence. Awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. So, like you know, and I'm not, do you, are you, are you familiar with it? I know like that it's a philosophy and that it's sort of um, simplest, like simplicity, the, the love of simplicity is what I know. So please, mm -hmm, please mm -hmm. elaborate. So yeah, tell no, us. No, it's actually, the, you know, the simpl simplicity is what's sort of um, kind of went into, so the design world, which is like, you know, your interior design is, it's e even penetrated the interior design world, uh, which I just realized recently that's, you know, the simplicity aspect. But what I love is the, the imperfection, um, the the incomplete, the impermanent, that mm. kind of um, aspect of this philosophy. Okay. You know, like I'm I'm a huge fan of unintentional art, you know, like mm. mm -hmm. like rusted out cars or um, you know, you're in a subway and you see this poster, I don't even know what you'd call it, but it's like layers and layers of 
posters ripped up and, and what the texture that creates or, right. or being in an old building and the paint, the chipping away. Like, I love that, you know, and I know that it's not intentional, but it's definitely, definitely something that's near and dear to me. And I, I feel like that's the, that's the um, preoccupation with my own work. It's right. this, this particular manipulation of the campus. So it's, has these texture texture that you know they could be removed and added and depending on you know what I'm feeling or you know what's what's going in my head it, it could be something that I could add color to and remove color so it's just right. constantly growing kind of like you know living and breathing piece of you know whatever you know it's just like there and it's not there so um and I know that there's a lot of I know you probably are like well what about all the color um I know that every time you're in my apartment, you're like, well, this place is so bright. <laughs> well, it's um, bright, but it's I muted though, too, though. You know, like you use a lot of really rich, deep colors in your painting. Purples I and do, blues. And I, and... I go in between. I mean, I, I think the colors, like I, I also get bored easily, you know, like I, I want to do things that are much more colorful. Also, you know, depending on like, let's say if I was just traveling in Central America, you know, I'm going to come back and my, my palette has all these new colors in it, you know. Right. And that's what I'm thinking of breathing. But yeah, definitely, you know, the 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 New York winter, I tend to go a little more, you know, subdued and <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. definitely uh the, the what's around me is part of um part of what comes out um, yeah. in my work. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know whose uh work I was looking at recently and I was thinking about you was um Mark Bradford. Uh, oh. do, you, do you know him? I feel like I do know him. Yeah, he does yes. all this. Yeah, he he's like got the paper. At housework. Yeah, he yeah he does like all the paper and then rips it off and and stuff. He's got a bunch of stuff here in LA at the Broad. Um, that's kind of really cool. But I was looking oh at yeah, I, I just pulled up his link. Yeah, I actually have. So lately, what I've been doing is um, for my own, you know, just research and learning is I'm, I, I'm starting to spend more time looking at other artists work and he was actually on my list. Yeah. He's, uh -huh. So I'm like, I even had a link of his work right up, right in my fingertips. <laughs> like, Wait a yeah. So I yes, Hauser and Worth is actually one of my favorite galleries here in New York. And he's, I don't know when his show here was, but I, I believe I went to it, but yes. Oh yeah. He, he lives in LA. Yeah. He does. And you know how I found out about, about him? I was literally with my mom and dad and they're like, there's a 60 minutes on this guy that I think you're going to love. They, they watch 60 minutes religiously. And so, and also Jeopardy. And so we were playing Jeopardy, of course, with Alex. And then we were, we went to watch 60 minutes and he was on. Oh man. You're like, whoa. Thanks mom dad. Yeah, totally. No, it's totally funny and hilarious. I love it. Um, Definitely love his work. Yeah. No, I, and it's, it's also quite in line with what I'm talking about. You know, he's, yeah, clearly is inspired by things that are, you know, decayed. And um, mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't read his um, bio, but um, that's what my guess would be. I mean, he's, yeah, absolutely. That. For sure. Um, and in juxtaposing your beautiful painting and your art, you also, I know, you know, what you work for IBM as well. And how, how do you kind of balance the, the workload and the, like, I want to paint all night, but I know I have to get up and be on a conference call at 6 a.m. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> yep. Um, well, luckily, I'm an early riser. Um, yeah. And I, I've, I've been really good at balancing or, um, I guess, scheduling my time and trying to work in chunks. 
And I find that early morning is really a good time for me. So I try to do all the stuff that's like creative. Um, and so I, I would, you know, I work at home. So that makes it much easier because I don't have to commute. And I don't have an hour each day where I'm like, you know, sitting on the subway. So yeah, so I get to work first thing in the morning with the, my favorite time, which is the, you know, the, which is dawn. Uh, that's, you know, when I'm, when I'm allowed to. Um, and also, you know, sometimes I'm in a meeting and I'm painting because, you know, I can listen and paint at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, working from home and having, you know, an easel right there in front of you, that makes that work really well. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. And it's really nice to decompress, like, after the day. Like, like for example, when we're done here, I'll probably, you know, eat some dinner and paint as, you know, just completely Amazing. switch my brain to something else. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, so you were, we were talking when I was there a little bit about some more of the community art building and leadership that you're doing and working, you know, with the folks in Gowanus and everything. And uh, we, we talk a little bit about that and some of the spaces and stuff that you have, you know, on the horizon potentially. Yeah. Sure. Um, so, yeah. So um, along with the local community here in Park Slope, I'm also, you know, working with the Gowanus community and, um, I've been spending so the two years I did the Guanas Open Studios was in a at a space on Nevins, and I am looking to be part of that building as a uh, commercial tenant. So um, it's being converted currently to a you know like a live work. Also, some people are residences, some people just commercial. But um, I'm gonna looking to buy some space in this building and hopefully build a community and start doing some of the things that, um, that interest me out of, out of the space and, you know, uh, community minded and yeah. artistic and creative, you know, and, mm-hmm. and seeing where that goes. But yeah, it's so the first step. So hopefully this fall, hopefully right after I see you something, I'll have some news. Ooh, that's yeah. so exciting. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Wow. Um, you know, and you know, for for your um, the creative work, I mean, obviously with the painting, you're using canvas brushes. What kind of paint do you use? Um, at the moment, it's mostly acrylic, and part of that has to do with my space, you know, because I'm, you know, I live here as well. Um, I used to work primarily in oils, but that has um, I've been enjoying acrylics, and I really kind of feel like there's, you know, I'm not. You know, it's I can get a lot more paintings done because it you know dries so quickly. But um, yeah, I mean, I think um, the colors themselves have come a long way. You know, you're not, you know, back in the day, like nobody was using acrylics really. I mean, I mean, back in my early days. But yeah, I, I, that's what I'm doing now, and um, you know, maybe trying out some different mediums. I'm also um, been doing uh, encaustic painting which is uh, a wax medium mm. uh, and that's been really fun also kind of need to do it in ventilation so i don't do uh, that much of it but right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your, neighbor, wax, you, you know? your neighbors would be like what really <laughs> <laughs> if they only knew yeah right that you're i'm spiring. on my roof i'm on my roof with a blowtorch you know <laughs> <of> plastic you know <laughs> like you do like you do yeah like one does yep absolutely and then for your the creative side on in the tech and and graphics what what kind of technology are you using there like what are you are you a a mac are you windows what what programs are you using for all that kind of stuff 
Um, I'm on a Mac and I'm mostly some doing UX design at the moment yeah. for IBM and I'm, I mostly work in sketch. Okay. Which, which uh, so I will work, you know, I'll do my wireframes and, and then pass them off to a designer. So that way, you know, we can all work in the same program. Right. Yeah. Do, do you find, are you using um, like Slack or Teams or something like that? So like the communication between everybody? Yes, we, we use Slack, um, yeah. you know, and of course, you know, email, but um, <laughs> we have some uh, old uh, IBM programs that are finally uh, uh, past their prime that we're no longer <laughs> using. So we right. definitely, we're definitely Slack users. Yeah, gotcha. That's cool. And for you and your, your brand and, you know, for like for people to get a hold of you, where should they look? So my Instagram is probably, you know, getting a lot more use these days. Yeah. Uh, and it's um, at underscore R-A-Y-A-R-T underscore. So Raya Art, but just one yeah. A. Yep. And then my website, uh, which yeah. is uh, com. Do you find that with the, the art community and what you're doing as far as painting and selling paintings and all that stuff, are you doing a, sort of a bigger brand push or is it mostly through the, you know, open studios and that kind of thing? You know, kind of everything, being part yeah. of the community here, um, you know, just talking to people on my own and soliciting mm -hmm. shows. I mean, the goal for, for me right now is to do, you know, like a solo show and getting ready gotcha. for that. Um, I have one show, I have a couple of shows coming up, spring and, uh, spring, April and May. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm gonna, you know, be getting ready for that, but I definitely am always looking for new places to show work and, you know, yeah. get feedback so that, you know, grows into more work and more, uh, more interesting work. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so my last question for you is one I always ask everybody is, um, can you pinpoint <clears throat> a spark or a moment, a person, place, thing that really seats you in who you are and where you are today? And it, the, the answer's range all over the place so um but any anything that you might want to share with everybody at spark hmm, well um it's probably several places you know i think i mentioned the childhood um rogers park apartment where we had our friend jan and she's definitely one of the first to encourage me and then oxbow um that you know being part of that and going into going to columbia college for art school from that um and also you know in college having um a few instructors like uh, mario castillo he's a mexican mm -hmm. artist living in pilsen um him and then i guess i would say um doing another artist residency in argentina in 2007 oh, right which was you know just incredible and being part of that community there um, definitely kept igniting. So yeah, I would say those all those places keep it yeah. fueled. Yeah, you keep having those moments of inspiration along the way with putting, it's like putting yourself out there into different places and with different people. It's super cool, honey. Yeah. I yeah, and I, want, I definitely want to do more of that. That's what I want the future to be because I, you know, you have to get, a, a, you have to get uncomfortable with yourself to actually, you know, get better at something. Yeah. And sometimes that means being out of your comfort zone where you where you're living and working. And I'm definitely thinking Japan is gonna be, you know, hopefully in the near future. I would still love to yeah. 
get to this, uh, <laughs> get to a place where I'm doing an artist re artist res residency there. Right. That's so cool. Wow. Well, well everyone, I, Raya, you're amazing. And I just, your art is so beautiful. And I love it that, you know, it's this, it's fun. This, you have this great juxtaposition of art artists and technology and graphics and UI and all of that. And then you're such a great part of the community there in, in Brooklyn. <laughs> funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Life is good, you know? Yeah, absolutely. All the things. Keep it interesting. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. So um, thank you for being on the show and sharing your story with everybody. It's always fun to kind of get to know a good friend even more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely oh, anytime awesome. thank you for having me you're welcome everybody that has been another episode of the mavens do it better podcast and here is to another beautiful day on this big blue spinning sphere thanks a lot The original music on this podcast was created by Jesse Case.